Welcome to the Wanting It More podcast. I am your host, Jana Denton-Howes, and it's an absolute delight to have you here. I'm a marriage and intimacy educator, as well as a creator of the Wanting It More program, which has helped thousands of women who are married to men want and enjoy it more in the bedroom. You know, having low desire was something that I personally struggled with for years in my marriage, so I absolutely get it all. You are not alone. Just a heads up, I use all the words in this podcast, so if you've got little ears around or you're in public setting, you may want to pop in some earbuds. I hope you enjoy the episode. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wanting It More podcast. I have a special guest today. We are joined by Sarah. Sarah is actually in the current round of Wanting It More, which is the first time I've done this. I've never interviewed somebody while they're in the midst of the whole process. Usually, I think my guests have been working on this for like a year plus. So you get it fresh, <laughs> a fresh person, fresh blood, which is really exciting. Um, I uh, did a, I think it was a episode and I asked for people if people wanted to come on or maybe it was in wanting it more where I shared and Sarah sent me an email saying, I'd, I'd do that. And I'm like, that's fantastic. So we just made this decision a couple of days ago, which is how I love to roll. And I hope it keeps this conversation very open and vulnerable and real because I'm going to be asking Sarah to share everything, not just the, wow, everything's incredible, but the challenges that have come along with the process as well. So Sarah, do you want to share just a little bit about who you are as a human being? Oh, I um, I live in England near London and I'm married and I have two daughters they're 10 and 7 and um, I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and yeah that's pretty much my life in a nutshell I love it that's so good maybe we'll talk about having girls uh, a little bit so let's see if we get to that conversation because if you don't know if you're listening I do have two girls as well they're uh 13 and 14. So Sarah, since nobody talks about sex and nobody knows what's going on behind closed doors with their neighbors and siblings and friends, do you want to give us a peek into what your sex life has been like up until uh, starting WIM? Hmm. Uh, so before we started WIM, well, and now, we hadn't had sex for I don't even know how long. It must be 18 months, maybe. Definitely over a year. Um, I did not want it. I did not want to be touched. I would make excuses. I loved my husband, but I did not want to go there. In fact, the week before I signed up to WIM, um, my husband came into the kitchen and sighed, so I knew what was coming. There was a deep sigh. Oh, I just want to make love to you, Sarah. So I thought, right, okay, I'm just going to have to do this. I'm just going to have to do it. So I said, right, I'll go upstairs, I'll brush my teeth. And I went upstairs to brush my teeth and I burst into tears. I broke down. I just thought, I can't do this. What's wrong with me? I should be able to do this. And 
that's when I knew I needed to do this. Hmm. So relatable. I can imagine so many women are listening to this right now thinking, finally, someone said it. Because you're a beautiful woman. And I'm assuming that you're married to a handsome man. And you're like yoga instructor, well put together. We make up assumptions about people's sex life based on their appearances. And I can imagine some one of your friends or someone well now they know but <laughs> um <laughs> surprise <laughs> but I think we just can feel so alone did you feel like that did you ever have any conversations with friends or did you think you were you were alone in this experience I've spoken to friends over the years and everyone has had the same belief of suck it up um you just have to put up with it because your husband has needs and you know it might get him off your back for a bit Mm -hmm. Um, so I knew that there were women like me but it wasn't until I joined the free uh whim call last year where I find, and you've been on my mind for that whole year, that whole year I've been thinking about you and this course. Um, It wasn't until that call where I really finally realized I wasn't broken and I wasn't alone. Hmm. And what did that do for you? (sighs) It's, hmm, let me think about this. I'm not sure if it really, I'm not, this is probably isn't the answer you really want, Jenna, but um, at the time, it didn't really help. It made me feel better about myself, but it didn't help my situation which is why I needed, I knew that I needed to do WIM, Mm -hmm. wanting it more. I knew I needed those tools to save my marriage because otherwise we would have, I don't think there was much further we could have drifted apart. Mm. So divorce was definitely on my mind. Um, So having the tools that you've given us has saved my marriage. That's big. (laughs) Wow, Sarah, I didn't know that. Hmm. What an honor. What an honor to give you the tools that you have now taken and put into practice and saved your own marriage with. Thank you. So quite emotional. (laughs) Oh, gosh, this is the place to be emotional. Before we get into your experience thinking about joining WIM and some of your fears around that, and then also what the experience has been like as a process to start, because it's not ended. It's just, you know, just a little bit into your journey. It's going to be a lifelong experience for you. I think a lot of women want to know what happened. Why did this happen to me? Why did I stop wanting it? 
did you think about that? Was there a like something that happened 18 months ago that you can pinpoint or was it your experience all along? And then you were just finally like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. What was that like before that period? So I go back to the start of our relationship when we first started dating. And that was in 2008, (laughs) a long time ago. And I think back to that honeymoon period of the first six months, And you think, why didn't that continue? You know, why, what happened? Did life just get in the way? Did we get to know each other too much? Where did all those passionate feelings go? Um, And then it became about getting married and having children. And then traumas of miscarriage and uh so there were there were lots of points i think throughout our relationship that got us to the point where we were but i couldn't say that it was just one thing and i think a lot of it was subconscious as well i don't know why I didn't want it. Yeah, I think that's experience of so many women. They try to explain it. Oh, it was this trauma or this hormonal change, or we didn't feel connected anymore, but it can be so murky and so difficult, especially when we're looking at ourselves to explain what's going on rather than the culture that we're living and, you know, how, how we're affected. So yeah, that's just such a relatable experience. And I just want anyone listening to know that if it feels hard and murky and weird and confusing, it's because it's hard and murky and weird and confusing. Um, We're just given so little guidance. Had you tried anything else? Had you done any therapy or read any books or you're smiling? So there's something there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'd tried to read some books, but they just made me angry. And we went to, we started couples counseling at the end of last year. And we'd been speaking about it probably all of last year. And so we actually started going to our counseling sessions and speaking about sex came up. And she said, have you thought about scheduling? And the thought of it just made me feel sick. The pressure of having to schedule two hours a week of doing something which I did not want to do. I I just thought, no, absolutely no way. It just sounds like hell. (laughs) And that was, that's probably the extent of, trying to find ways to make things a bit better yeah yeah I went through the same experience I had a counselor say just just schedule it and which is ironic because we'll talk about a little bit more how I actually (laughs) did you actually teach that but it's a completely different frame it's so different yeah um so you got to the point where you had 
listened to the free class and you were feeling less broken and less alone, you knew it wasn't you. And then you waited a, a period of time. Do you remember some of the fears or concerns or um, like hesitations that you were having about joining the program? Uh, a lot of it was down to the finances. Um, I couldn't justify spending a big sum of cash on something that seemed so frivolous as sex. Mm -hmm. And I try not to think of that last year as wasted time. <laughs> But I would be in a very different place right now if I had done it last year. Hmm. And that money is, you can't put a price on it. It's worth every penny. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a real, there's a real barrier there. Um, I think culturally, I hear from other women who say, what does it mean about me that I have to spend this money on this part of my life that should come naturally to me? Mm. You're not and a also, yeah, sorry. And also how often do we as women spend money on ourselves without guilt? I've got upstairs two massage vouchers, which I've had for nearly two years that I still haven't spent, and other gift tokens, which I still haven't used for myself. An underwear drawer full of old pants and, sorry, underwear <laughs> and socks with holes in. You know, it's spending money on yourself is hard enough, but when you think about spending money on sex, yeah, it's a big thing. Mm -hmm. What did your husband think about you doing this course? So we had the conversation after our failed attempt at sex. <laughs> um, and I just said to him, I think this is, I've got to do this. Um. So he wanted to know the details of what was involved. Uh, but he, I guess he knew that this was our last attempt really at finding any kind of connection inside and outside of the bedroom. Mm -hmm. So he was all for it. Of course, because he wants to have sex. <laughs> yeah, there's always such a interesting variety of uh, responses from husbands. You would think that men would all be so excited and for it, um, but we don't always find that. It's really, really interesting. I think it just depends on where a person is in their journey. And also, if you're experiencing that level of disconnection, you are you are looking for an SOS essentially mm -hmm. at that point. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I get to talk to some of you beforehand and you had booked a call. So that was really neat to get to know you. Um, and I can't remember, I was trying to remember what questions you had and what I answered. And um, I try, you know, I always try to represent the course as, you know, not, not um, in a golden light, but really well balanced. Has it been what you thought it was going to be? No, it's been so much more. It's completely changed me as a human being. I have found this confidence that I never thought I could have. I can now speak freely without worrying what other people think and speak my truth without without that fear of hurting someone's feelings. Mm. I, yeah, I feel free. That's the best, isn't it? Oh, it's just the best to feel free. Mm. Yeah. What did you yeah. think it was going to be like? <laughs> I honestly don't really know. <laughs> For me, I do, uh, I make a lot of decisions with kind of gut reaction and uh, I just had this inner knowing that this was going to be good for me. Mm. I didn't know. I didn't know that for sure. But I felt positive for once. Mm-hmm. And just speaking to you in that 15 minute free call. I think I just cried for the whole 15 minutes. <laughs> I just remember and having I, a lovely conversation. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, 100%. And I just thought this woman I need to work with. Hmm. Yeah. And I tell you what, before we get into your experience with the last seven weeks, You've been such a great support in the community. It's just so wonderful to see you cheering on people's posts and encouraging women. And it's just so heartwarming. I think that's one of the surprising things that I didn't know I was going to experience doing this work with women and groups of women. But the love that you have for each other and the care and the compassion is just it's like having children. And when you see your children interact, you just feel so proud and so happy because I can't give women what you can give each other. There's a special, I again, it's almost like a sibling relationship that I can't as the coach and the educator in the room. So just like a, just a huge thank you for just showing up and really participating so fully. Thank you. And you're welcome. It's such a beautiful community. It really is. Yeah, it's a lot of love. A lot of love, a lot of understanding. And I think it's what happens when you talk about something that's just so hush hush in our culture and so secret and so full of shame. And 
so confusing and lonely. And you look around this virtual space and you're like, oh, you look like me. You sound like me. Okay. This is okay. I can do this. And yeah, it's just, it's really neat. I'm already feeling sad that the ending is, is coming in a bit here. So, you. so you join and, um, I feel I may be projecting, I don't know, but I feel like the in the beginning, you were a little bit like, oh, I don't know. Was that your experience right in the first couple of weeks? Yeah, I was really nervous, very anxious. And I think that's because I didn't really know what was in store. Um, but in that first week, we had to write the compassion letter. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Oh, just putting down, writing down everything that I've been feeling and thinking and having that compassion and love for myself really helped so much. And not just the nice stuff, but writing down, I am angry. I am angry at our culture. I am angry at our government, at our country. I'm angry with men. <laughs> Just being able to feel angry and that be okay. Maybe that was just the start of my freedom. That's Wow, getting shivers. Now I'm remembering that. I remember you asking me a question about anger in a coaching call and what do I do with it? And what have you discovered about anger? Um, um, it's definitely one of my shadow emotions. Um, and being a yoga and meditation teacher, it's not something I'm really allowed to talk about, even though I do, because I wear my heart on my sleeve and everyone knows everything that's going on with me. <laughs> so boundaries, is that week two? <laughs> that's week two, yeah. It feels okay. like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. Um, so, yeah, I think knowing that it's okay to feel anger and know that I'm not an angry person. I'm experiencing anger, and that's okay. How did you process anger towards your husband? Um, I didn't. I wrote, I think I wrote a post in the discussion about how angry I was about his use of porn and how that made me feel the disgust I felt and uh, it coincided with him being away with work for a week so I guess I was able to sit with all these emotions without him being around, which was actually quite helpful. I'm not sure how I would have processed it with him around. It would have been really tough. Yeah. 
I'm wondering if people listening may have a hard time understanding the connection between writing a compassion letter and feeling anger, because those two seem at odds with one another. Do you want to explain that just a little bit further? So I wrote down my experiences of of trauma um, the year before I had my second daughter. So this was this was eight years ago now, and it feels like yesterday. But I had a miscarriage, and um, the doctor I went to see afterwards was she ba- she couldn't care less. Um, it you know it was oh well it happens to one in four and it's just one of those things you'll be fine um so anger at anger at this one person who made me feel insignificant and then um yeah which is interesting how long i held on to that for and then in the same year i then got pregnant with my youngest daughter and was attacked by um, a dog and nearly lost her, so nearly miscarried. So then living in fear that whole year and holding on to that, but not knowing, uh, well, not being able to process because I had a three-year-old, two-year-old. Um, so I guess I was just holding on to so much anger and fear and resentment from all those years ago. And what I liked, I can't remember what week it would have been, is when you talked about trauma and how we've all experienced trauma, whether it's a little T or a big T, it's all trauma and we're all affected differently. That really resonated and I felt heard. So writing all that down in the compassion letter, I was able to write just write it all out, just get it all out and just say, I'm angry. Um, Just writing it made me feel better. Yeah. And shifting from there's something wrong with me. I can't get my body to work. What's going on to, oh my gosh, look what I have gone through. It makes sense that I'm feeling frozen and fearful and protective of my body. It makes sense that the thought of getting into bed with my husband makes me want to vomit. Like it makes, or be sick. Is that what you would say? (laughs) We we, either. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the compassion piece. And then you start to lay out, lay it all out in front of you. And it's can be quite shocking for some women. And that anger is just so healthy because it's an appropriate emotion to have. Yeah, I would go to bed every night after my husband because that night could be a night that he reached out to kiss me or touch me and say, hey, do you fancy? And that would be another night I'd have to say, "Mm, not in the mood or I've got my period or I'm tired or, you know, another rejection and you're right, it makes sense that I don't want to be touched because my body has been through so much. I don't know whether I can swear. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. We have a, we, we are, <laughs> we're an explicit rating. <laughs> clearly. Uh, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> I was just going to say crap, but. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my body's been through so much crap that it makes sense I don't want to be touched. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So you wrote the compassion letter, you figured out boundaries, your husband came home from his yeah. trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what was what was the pleasure and intuition and connecting with your body weeks like for you? I really liked the intuition week. Um, and that still comes up day to day. Um, just the little things, finding pleasure, just a little bit more than neutral. <laughs> Should we um, let them in on that? Joke? Yeah, maybe. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, women. When we say the word pleasure, did you get that feeling? It's a little bit scary. Yeah. What yeah. was that like for you? Oh, pleasure! Just it reminds me of adverts for condoms or for for his and her pleasure. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, you have to say it in that voice. Pleasure, pleasure. <laughs> 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 so knowing that it doesn't have to be this fireworks experience it can just be oh I really like the smell of that frankincense oil it's always frankincense for me oh smell of frankincense it just immediately grounds me and makes me feel safe and at home and I have to share something yesterday uh no it wasn't yesterday it was this morning I was I had a morning of caring for my plants um and I've got I've got one and um its leaves have got this kind of glittery shimmer um and I was kind of tending to it pulling out the new leaves so that it would grow nice and big and bushy and then I just saw this the shimmer I just noticed the shimmer on every leaf and on the back of the leaf it just looks like it's brushed with this fairy dust and I just almost started to cry because that's not something I would have noticed before so finding and that was pleasure just noticing something beautiful and subtle um so I loved that week, but that was pleasure week. Mm-hmm. That was pleasure week, yeah. That was pleasure week. Oh, intuition. Um, yeah. So if it's not 100% yes, it's a no. So I use this a lot still if my husband comes to give me a hug. I might not be wanting a hug right now. So in the past, I would have accepted the hug and carried on accepting the hug. Whereas now I can say, is this what I want? Mm, Maybe. No, it's not. Mm -mm. So I know that I can end it and I don't have to worry about his feelings because he's a grown man. So it's given me this freedom to say no Mm -hmm. 
And I can already hear all the women listening thinking, but what does her husband think about that? So what mm-hmm. has that been like for him? What kind of conversations are you, have you been having? We have had some very open and honest conversations and I am very lucky that he is so understanding and accepting. <laughs> so one day I said to him, so you know when you tell me that I look nice, can you not do that anymore? And he couldn't understand. I said, well, I just don't want to be commented on by the way I look. It's not important to me. So, you know, if you want to tell me that I did a really good job um, resolving conflict between my two children, then yay, (laughs) do that. But don't tell me I look nice. Only because, and and he only says I look nice when I've got makeup on, because that is when I look nice. (laughs) I think also men have been told by culture to comment on women, tell them they're beautiful, tell them they're sexy, tell them that their hair looks nice, tell them that their butt looks good in those jeans. That is what they're, and quite frankly, they would like that themselves. They would like to have those comments too, so did he come around? Did he did he get it? Yeah. So I said, so don't tell me I look nice unless I've made a real effort. Like we're going to a wedding or a party and I have made an effort. So he said, can you just draw me some kind of diagram or flow chart so I know exactly when I can say it and what I can't? Um, so that was funny. Um, what was your question? Yeah, I think, well, I'll just interject here and say that you can totally do that or, and, or you can just Mm -hmm. tell them when you want the compliment. So I think there's some weird understand, weird misconception that by asking for something, whether that's a reassurance or a comment, then it doesn't count. So if I dress up and I look nice and I would really appreciate a a comment from my partner, if I said, do you think I look nice today? Or can you comment on my outfit? Or did you notice I did my hair? Then it somehow isn't sincere. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Yeah, valid. Yeah. Yeah. But then that does put men or our partners in a tricky situation because they yeah. do, they really don't know. Yeah. Do I give you the answer you want to hear or? <laughs> yeah. yeah, always. <laughs> and they want to do a good job. I think ultimately, would you agree? Like your husband wants to, to do yeah. a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what other, so you've had conversations about comments about your body. Have there been any other conversations with your partner that you've, um, that really are highlighted maybe around what the definition of sex is or uh, his role in your sexual experiences? So when we went into our first 
XD. Can I talk about that now? Yeah. Or did you want to talk about XDs I, first? Let's do that. I did have a, some questions about connection with your body, considering that you are, I think you do Reiki and yoga. And so I, I do have some specific, but let's go okay. right in since the energy is going in the direction of a sexual experience. So let's, let's not, let's not stop that <laughs> ball rolling. And when we say sexual experience, it's not the sexual experience that pre-whim I would think it was. Yeah. So maybe I'll, I mean, I talk about this a lot. So if you're a long time listener, a long time listener, I think this is episode 34 or something. <laughs> if you've been following me for years. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we redefine what a sexual experience means within whim. So we take out all the goals, all the pressure, all the outside stipulations and expectations and checklists about what a um a valid sexual experience should be look like which is heavily based on the media sex formula and we redefine it to be an experience with the intention of connection and and pleasure so yes they're scheduled but as you can see, it's a completely different exploratory, curious, wondering, awe type of uh, experience rather than intercourse and orgasm. So there's there's the little disclaimer. Now you can be free to share your experience. So in the in the few days running up to the XD, um, I I was feeling anxious. Probably because I was worried about his expectations and worried that it would just end up falling back in that trap of what it used to be like. So when we got into bed, I said to him, no expectations. There will be no touching of genitals and no intercourse and he just smiled and said well yeah I've got no expectations um so the pressure was off straight away mm. um so we hugged and I stroked his beard just felt the texture of his hairy cheek and <laughs> his hairy chin um, and then went on to stroke his ear and the whole time I was thinking do I like this do I want to do this does it feel good if the answer was no then I would have stopped but it was yeah and I was just enjoying stroking his earlobe just that little soft baby hair it just felt so cute it just felt so comforting and without that pressure and those expectations I felt safe there's no way I would have felt like that before whim absolutely no way because there's the expectation of right we're gonna have to start kissing now and and then it's going to lead to this, and then it's going to lead to this. So we were just lying in bed chatting, and 
he's watched the husband videos, so he knew he just had to lie there and enjoy. And at one point he did a little, mm, when I was stroking his face, I was like, no, <laughs> there will be no groaning. He said, well, I wasn't groaning. I was like, no, there's no noises whatsoever. <laughs> right, because it felt pressury, right, in that moment? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And, I mean, bef- before when, so, so I felt like I didn't, not that I didn't care whether he was enjoying himself or not, but I wasn't worried. That wasn't my concern. Um, so we just carried on hugging and, um, and then at one point I said, I'd like to stroke your chest. Can I stroke your chest? So I put my hand under his t-shirt and I was just playing with his hairy chest and stroking and he was rubbing the top of my arm and and I asked him to stop which is something I would have felt very uncomfortable asking him to do before but and I've known for quite well maybe a couple of years that I'm highly sensitive but I hadn't linked the two the fact that rubbing one area over and over again, it it creates pain. It makes me feel sick and ugh, uncomfortable, just icky. Oh, yes, me too. I'm ugh, I just feel shaky and oh, now, right now. Um, and he said, so then I, I remembered when I was a child and my mum used to do that when she would rub my back. And you know, when you're a parent, you know, a kid wants them to rub their back over and over again. You've been there for half an hour and you get stuck. You just do it on the same pot, on the same spot and just hope that they'll go to sleep. Um, And I remember that. And I used to just, I remember that pain and that feeling when I was a child. So I was telling him all this and he said, wow, that's exactly what it's like for me. So we're able to I know we've both been feeling the same way and not told each other. Oh my God. (laughs) So this connection and, you know, we, we said, cause I wanted less pressure. I said, let's just do 30 minutes. That's enough for me. So in this 30 minutes, we learned so much about each other we built this beautiful connection um and I guess not that it really it's not it is important how he feels but that's not the point he said I I thought that you were repulsed by me I thought you didn't want me anywhere near you I thought you didn't want me to touch you and now I know that's not true. Um, and he said that it was magical. And I felt exactly the same way, just being held and stroking and following my intuition without that pressure and expectation was really beautiful. Hmm. And I'm not rushing for intercourse or touching of genitals or 
even lying together naked, I am going to take my time because that is 100% better, 100 times better than what it was before. Yes, your intuition is right on point with that. Years. You have years. And even just saying you have year to do what? Because mm. what's the point of sex in the first place? It's to give you exactly what you had. A magical, connecting, pleasurable, curious, vulnerable experience. Yeah. Did it feel, going back to yoga, because sometimes when I do yoga, I really like yoga with Adrienne. Do you know? Oh, I love her. She's the reason I got back into yoga when I had, <laughs> I forgot this as well. This is huge. I had postnatal depression after oh, my second oh, child. Oh, just a little, <laughs> little <And> sprinkle. <laughs> yeah. And it makes sense. I had postnatal depression after the year before. And and it makes sense that I didn't want to be touched because I was in a very dark place. But yoga with Adrian, uh, yeah, that she she was the start of my journey. She's healing. She's magical. If you if you, I don't know. She's got some magic dust on her. She's so herself. She's so authentic. So if you're looking for a home home practice, she's great. But what I love about her, and I was really doing a lot of her uh, stuff early days when I was really starting to think about this program and the way she she encourages you to find what feels good is really... I don't know, revolutionary, because usually yoga instructors will say, this is what we're doing. Here's an adaptation if you need it, but you're still going to do that ad- adaptation. But I feel like there's times in her practices where she'll just be like, okay, just like move and groove and see mm-hmm. what feels good. We'll find what feels good. Do you make the connection? Have you made the connection between an exploration day and an experience like that when you're practicing yoga or stretching or moving your body? just just through the movement alone? Huh, it's interesting you say that because I've, I've always taught my students to not really care what it looks like. Um, and whenever I have a new student, I always say, I don't give a shit what it looks like. Yeah. This is your internal experience forget about what it looks like on Instagram and all these beautiful, flexible people. I'm not flexible. Um, and that's not what it's about. That's not that as far from yoga than that you can get. For me, yoga is an internal healing journey and the poses help me to move energy and remove blockages um it's a much more kind of holistic um way of approaching the practice for me so i haven't really put the two and two together 
I've definitely put my meditation teachings. I found the correlation between the meditation and the mindfulness, but not so much the yoga. Mm. And it's there staring me in the face now. Yeah, it's right there. I have been for a while now thinking about practices that I could teach women or help just body-based practices without the pressure of the sexual experience. So that's what we do a lot of in wanting it more is we do a lot of work outside of the bedroom without our partners there because we, then you don't have that third that third party that that other person <laughs> you maybe there are three people <laughs> if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna <laughs> um yeah but I've often thought about intuitive dance or even doing stretching without following a video or a formula or a framework I mean how radical I remember one time thinking I think I'm just gonna stretch like not hold any muscle for any particular part, you know, to count down or I'm just going to really go, go rogue here and actually just see which muscle wants to have what movement. And I may have not seen that type of stretch in my aerobics class before, but let's just, let's be wild here. And I often feel the same thing about in my exploration date. Some many times I do things that are very, like I've never seen it done before. I've never heard anyone do that before, but it just feels so, um, just my body wants it in that moment, you know? So I think because I'm, it's still so early mm-hmm. in my journey, um, what really helped was hearing about your exploration date and how... Mm. Am I allowed to talk? I'm not going to give details. Oh, no, it's fine. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I'll I'll give a background about that. She's asking me because in when I do share them in the um, program, I'm really clear about not wanting to hear feedback about my exploration dates because I don't want my participants to how do I say this? I don't want my participants to think that my experiences are what I'm teaching them to do. I'm teaching principles. So what my experiences look like are so vastly different or maybe not from what they're going to experience. And I'm also like years out, you know, I've been practicing this for years. So yeah, I just wanted to give a little background um, for that. But yeah, go ahead, share. So one of your experiences, it sounded so tribal. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounded like an experience that we as, uh, well, I mean, maybe many people around the world are having those experiences, but people in our culture, I don't think many are. You know, when you're humming and moving, just doing what feels good and not thinking about that formula that you see on television and in films. Oh, it's so freeing to know that it's okay to 
to be however you want to be. Be wild. And, who can, and once you're safe and you've got these boundaries with your husband, you can do whatever the hell you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're not worried that he'll say, oh, that thing you did last time, could you do that thing? And then take over your experience and make your pleasure now his pleasure. And now you hate that thing because it's connected to pressure. And oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, that thing you were doing last time, that was a bit weird. Could you not do that again? (laughs) That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I mean, unless it causes him any pain, of course, you would speak up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sometimes I do things with my husband's body and I do check in quite frequently. Are we okay (laughs) on this one? (laughs) We won't talk about that exploration date on our podcast here. (laughs) You have to remove the tape off his mouth. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. But typically speaking, our husbands are like, please touch me however you would like. Use me, objectify me, whatever. You know, they're their game. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I think about uh energy too, seeing as you work with energy in bodies. That's been fascinating. And We did recently, I don't know if we had a post today where a woman was sharing an experience where she had a moment where she could feel the energy between them. And that's rare. I don't get that all the time, but there, and it, and it seems to happen like in a brief moment, just like she's talking about and time does sort of slow down a little bit. Um, But yeah, it has to have that safety and boundaries. There's no way that those experiences can happen without them. Wow. Yeah. So um, how are you uh, how are you feeling moving forward now? I feel very positive. You can't see but I'm smiling. <laughs> and I just saw her do a little little sigh just like ah. Yeah. <sighs> Knowing so in the past, the thought of having <laughs> the thought of having to schedule in an hour or two hours once a week with my husband would just fill me with dread. It's not something I would have wanted, even if it was just talking about admin. I just didn't want to be anywhere near him. It's awful. But now the thought of having that time together, whether it is at the start of the session, just talking about admin. I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Um, but I, yeah, I, I feel free and positive and so blessed to be in this situation right now and he's very happy to <laughs> but um he could say oh i was just messaging you to tell you i really appreciate you doing this mm. um, because whether we have 
effects or intercourse in the next year or however long. It seems insignificant because we now have this connection that we haven't had for a long time. Hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. And that's the point of it all. Hmm. This life is hard. And we need our partners. And we need that time to shut out the world just for a brief minute and be there together and support one another and be playful together. And yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on and having this conversation with me. It's been such a joy, such a delight. Really. I think you're amazing. You're doing an amazing, you're, you're doing amazing work. And I hope that you can reach as many people in this world and help them on this path because everyone deserves this. So thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this. I hope you have felt hope, relief, had a few laughs with us because we got to laugh about sex. It's funny and weird. <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye, everyone. If you've enjoyed this episode, I have a favor to ask of you. It's really hard to get the word out about a podcast about sex. What would really, really help is if you would leave a rating and a review. And I know that you get asked this all the time in different podcasts, but please, I beg you, it would really, really help so that more women who need this message will hear it. All you have to do is go into your Apple podcast app. It's the purple icon. And if you go to the podcast page where it shows my face, and has a little button that says latest episodes. If you scroll down past the episodes and you get to a section called ratings and reviews, there's a little purple writing thing that says write a review. If you click on that, it will ask you to give it a five stars. Actually, you can put any stars, but five is what I would love. And put a title and then write your review. Thank you so much for supporting this little venture here and I really am so grateful. If you are curious about wanting it more and how this program could help you want and enjoy sex more with your husband and you feel like it may be a great next step for you, you can go to janetdentonhouse.com slash wanting it more to sign up for the waitlist, to learn more to see when we're running our next round. All right, that's it. I'll see you next one.